Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sky's the Limit podcast. Today's conversation is with Ray Bitzel of Bitzel's Chocolates. I am so excited. We know Valentine's Day is my favorite holiday, and it's this month. So that's not the only excuse to indulge in everything chocolate. Bitzel's just opened their location in Suwannee, Georgia, and makes everything on site in their new 7,000 square foot space. If you're looking for chocolate options that include Belgian, single origin, gluten-free, organic, non-GMO varieties, Bitzel's is for you. Learn more about this incredible chocolate making process and beautiful space with today's conversation. So without further ado, welcome to Sky's the Limit, Ray. Thanks. I appreciate uh, you having me here. So uh, it's a wonderful space. So a lot to talk about today. Yeah, wonderful is an understatement. I can't wait to get into it, but I'm here in the space right now and just absolutely in awe. And I told you kind of embarrassingly so. The first thing I said to you is, I'm fangirling. This is so awesome. What's well, not the like, right? It's chocolate, but there's just a lot of it here, right? So every process that you can think of. So, mm-hmm. yeah, what's not the like? There's, there's nothing not to like. Well, first I want to warm up a little bit with a couple of questions for you. Some sure. hot takes on chocolate. Just got to hear where your opinions lie when it comes to these things. So, um, so first, this is a hard one. Get ready. Chocolate caramel or chocolate hazelnut? Oh, wow. Your personal preference. Uh, definitely chocolate caramel. Okay. Yeah, caramel is a huge trend anyway. Actually, yeah. the number one type of chocolate out there right now. Uh, is actually anything caramel chocolate. So, uh, but yeah, especially ours because it's infused with uh, Palugra butters. And so it's a really buttery, almost a toffee type caramel. So yeah, a little biased. Okay. Yeah. That's already making my mouth water. I would have to agree with you on that one. Um, Okay. Next hot take. Chocolate covered strawberries or chocolate dipped cherries? Oh, easy for me. Chocolate covered strawberries. Okay, classic. Yeah, definitely. Got to do it. Yeah, well, and once again, because uh, a little biased here, but we have long stem strawberries, and the long stem strawberries are specifically harvested for a lot of flavor as well. And so, unlike the ones that you get at the grocery stores where they maybe not have a whole lot of flavor to mm-hmm. them, uh, ours have a ton of flavor. They're super sweet because they're long stems. And of course, then you put a variety of chocolate on it. So that helps just a little bit. Yeah. That's a really good point. Um, all right. Two more hot takes for you. Most romantic chocolate gift. <laughs> well, of course, it has to be chocolate, right? Yeah. So um, actually, the one that we have is probably the most popular that we've done on a seasonally basis. Yeah. And limited was actually, believe it or not, chocolate body paint. What? <laughs> chocolate body paint. Do tell. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually sold it in a uh, a jar with a paintbrush, and uh, so yeah, we actually went through a lot of that. It was funny then, of course, explaining it to a lot of people of what it was, but it's yeah. just chocolate body paint. You know, use your imagination. So, wow. But actually, that was the number one chocolate item uh, that we sold, and then after that, the most other romantic one is 
uh, you know, passion fruit chocolates, of course. Mm-hmm. It's really good, but, of course, passion fruit. And it's shaped like a heart. So, uh, but, yeah, it's from one extreme to the other. Wow. I, I didn't know that chocolate body paint existed. I can't even imagine that packaging. <laughs> Did it come in a bucket with a paintbrush? Did it have, like... You no, know, maybe we should have put it in the five-gallon bucket. You yeah. know, maybe Illuminati Get those margins high. Into it, yeah. right? But no, actually, we just it was in a really nice glass jar with a oh. nice subtle paintbrush, and yeah, so bringing uh, sophistication and, to and, the and body we, paint. And we just put body paint, and that's we just left it at that. Wow, wow, I, I, I yeah, we're gonna leave it at that too because I don't even <laughs> want to ask those follow up questions. But that is not what I was anticipating as an answer, and I love it. Okay, this is also controversial. I had somebody on the podcast a few months ago who is a cheese person and (laughs) she was telling me that her most controversial and like strange pairing that she loves is dark chocolate and blue cheese have you tried that and what are your thoughts on that oh man there's so many weird pairings people do with chocolate right i mean the good old saying is anything is better with chocolate yeah and people really put that to the max uh but for me i haven't tried blue cheese and chocolate I think I'll probably leave that one off to the side, but uh, yeah. Uh, From your expert opinion, I, I what would think, you think? Um, you know, anything that is savory and has a little bit of tang to it actually does go well with chocolate. Okay. So even like the the ruby chocolate, it has yeah. a tart raspberry. It actually is an unfermented. So in some ways, I guess you could say it's a little bit like blue cheese. It's mm. a stretch. Wow. So I could see why that would be actually a pretty good pairing because you got a really stringent tart with a really uh kind of a sweet so yeah why not okay. sure all right probably Maybe. not my favorite thing but yeah. you know if you really like blue cheese go for it it's definitely to me it makes my mouth kind of pucker in the sense of that's a lot going on on your taste buds in one bite but yeah you know what i can, can't see that being a popular thing to put on the shelf but once again if you mm-hmm. like it Fantastic. Even though it's, it's probably not going to be as popular as, you know, chocolate-covered bacon, you know, something like that. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you. Wow. Okay, I feel like every hot take that you have about chocolate, I'm going to be nodding my head in full agreement. I like where this is starting. So great job with your warm-up questions. You have succeeded. Five gold stars. You're, it's very apparent that you've done many podcasts in your life before. Um, Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Okay, so Ray, just let's start with you a little bit. Before we get into all of the things that Bitzel's is, is in this moment, where did you grow up? How did your career start? How did you get into chocolate? Like, let's unpack oh, man. that. Uh, that's a long story. You're going to have to really have a long podcast. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll sit just, here all day uh, if you want. You know what? I just, uh, I was a little kid, grew up on a farm, small little town, Huntington, Indiana. So mm-hmm. nothing special there. Uh, but what it was is that. 
you know, I had a lot of, for, of things for engineering, and then I also liked all things food. I remember my mom had this little, you know, wedding cake business, and she did all these little chocolate favors onto the side. And so I remember being stuck in the kitchen for days on end, making all these little chocolate truffles and dipping them by hand, and, and ironically enough, hating every moment of it because I couldn't eat any of the things. And they had, like, an inventory of them. And trust me, if one was missing, I would never hear the end of it. So, so she uh, wouldn't even give you a tip of one? No, 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 no. Back her hard work and efforts? No, no, no. This, this is back in the day, you know, when your yeah. effort was just rewarded in, you know, room and board. That was about it. <laughs> so nowadays it's a little different. So, um, but with that... Uh, we had the, the fortunate bit with just with my career, you know, we spent a lot of time overseas, but you know, yeah, you know, there's a lot of fun things about chocolate mm -hmm. and it's a really exciting business. So, uh, we can get a little bit more of that in depth, but, uh, so yeah, that's pretty much where it was at. It started out with just mm -hmm. that. It's a really fun business. And living overseas and seeing how they do chocolate the right way. Yep. And coming back to the United States and going, mm, I really miss quality chocolate. And they put so much garbage into it. That's one of the reasons why we got started into this is just to do it the right way. Yeah. So. Well, two things. One, where did you live overseas? Uh, Zurich, Switzerland. Okay, there we go. Yeah, we were literally uh, about three miles away from the Lentzbergli factory, mm -hmm. and we went there all the time. And but you know, I mean, living in Switzerland, there's there's a chocolate place on every single corner, mm -hmm. and uh, actually that's where some of the inspiration came from here, and even in Austria as well. So it's like you know what. Uh, so that, yeah, so there's a lot of, uh, European inspiration of putting the place together. That's, I, I can feel that. And I, I think that's really, really cool that you lived there. And I, I feel like going, uh, around Zurich and going to different chocolate shops on every corner is equivalent to being in Paris and going to a different, um, patisserie or you know going to different croissant shops on every corner 100 percent. you know I, mi I miss my baguettes from paris right mm -hmm. you know it's just one of those things so yeah. but yeah and you know since most of the chocolate in the united states isn't chocolate it's made with you know hydrogenated oils yeah. or palm oils or any of the other ingredients and so it's really hard to find really good chocolate matter mm -hmm. i think it just as I think one of the reports I saw one time was almost 90% of the chocolate in the United States wouldn't meet the European definition of chocolate. So it's it's really rare to actually get a good quality chocolate here. That was part two of my question is in America, like what, I guess it's, it's not regular. I mean, our it's food, not, ha, that's a whole tangent we can go on is just the regulation of food in America is not or the, to the Or standards. the lack of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I studied dietetics in college. So oh, you I know all too well. But yeah, yeah, in Europe, I mean, obviously to be called chocolate, you have to have a minimum of 20% cocoa butter in it. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that's where a lot of the smoothness comes from and the texture and everything mm -hmm. else. And but ironically enough, of course, that's the most expensive ingredient in uh, okay. chocolate. And so to process it in the United States to make it super cheap, they basically take most, if not all, depending on what you're looking at, uh, cocoa butter out of it. And they replace it with hydrogenated oils, like I said earlier, palm oils or some other just cooking oils. And that's why when you bite into a piece of chocolate, it tastes waxy or it feels yep. waxy. That's that's it's it. Made with oil. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, you look at the package and they'll say, "Oh, there's cocoa butter in it." Yeah, but you know, if it's one or two percent 
Uh, it's it's just just there. It's it's trace amounts. It's mm-hmm. it's not the main ingredient by far. Wow, I I just think that's it's important because there's we're going to get into it when in regards specifically to Bitzel's chocolate because education is something so important to this space and yeah. what your mission is here because I think I think of people the average consumer of chocolate in America has no idea (laughs) that their chocolate is filled with hydrogenated oils and that it's not like real deal chocolate that your movie theater candy or your standard grocery store pickup. They don't know how to like determine which ingredients mean high quality or not. Like, well, if you know, it's amazing just to look at a package and you flip it over and there's 10, 15, 20 different ingredients in chocolate. And I'm like, wait a minute, if it's real dark chocolate, there should only be three ingredients. That's it. And that's, you know, you know, with our single farm, single Mm -hmm. origin chocolates, that's it. It's it's just three ingredients. So, um, and those three ingredients are, uh, cocoa solids, cocoa butter, and cane sugar. Yep. That's it. We don't even put emulsifiers in it. We don't throw lecithin in it or anything like that because... We don't have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, We process everything here. We have our own conch machines and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so uh, we refine it even on site. So uh, we don't have to. So uh, it is as as pure as you're going to get. I love that. Well, and I love that you take that in like on your own accord. Uh, You're not going to make chocolate that makes people feel bad or is quote unquote chocolate um, when it's actually not. If you're going to devote your life and your career to chocolate, it's going to be actually good, refined, high quality chocolate. 100%. We meet easily the European definition of chocolate. Well, even to the point of like every piece of equipment that we have here is from Europe. Mm. Uh, We've imported every single piece. So if you want to do it the right way, you have to start off, first of all, with the ingredients and then from there the processing. So we get our ingredients where it should come from. Like I said, French Pluger butters, heavy whipping creams. It's funny. When, <laughs> it's hilarious when people eat like a strawberry and cream truffle that goes, oh, wait a minute. There's, there's seeds in it. Like, yeah, because there's <laughs> strawberries in have it. Have you what? seen a real well, live yeah, strawberry? Uh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny when people say it tastes like oranges. Yeah, because we put oranges in it, you know, uh, it's just kind of ironic. But it's it's so weird because it's not the way it is nowadays. And so when it actually tastes like real food, people get, get surprised. And that's part of the reason we're here is that, you know, it's gotten we gotten so far off mm-hmm. that it's like, all right, there needs to be a little bit of correction. Yes. And uh, and so, you know what, if, if you want to bring your kid here, of course, I wouldn't recommend eating 10 pounds of it in one sitting. But, you know, if, if, if there was definitely a healthier choice for the chocolate, uh, this is definitely it. That makes sense to me. And, I mean, I'm 100% bought into Bitzel's. I'm sold. This is where I will be sourcing my <laughs> chocolate. <laughs> um, but I, I also saw this has been written a couple times, or you've said it, that Bitzel's is the Willy Wonka for chefs. It's like the <laughs> chocolate company. But it's really, it's not just for chefs. It's for everybody to be able to learn and experience and become educated about chocolate and everything. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, the, the one thing we noticed that, you know, well, you said, you know, yourself earlier that, you know, people really don't know a whole lot about where their food comes from or chocolate. Mm-hmm. So the first thing when you walk in, you actually get to meet virtually anyway, yeah. uh, you know, where the, the cacao actually comes from. A cacao, of course, is the start of chocolate. 
and you get to meet the families. Uh, Freddie uh, and his wow. family is from Ecuador. The pack of his family is from Uganda. And so you actually get to see the people that's actually out in the middle of the jungle, middle of the forest, cutting these cacao pods down with their family, swatting every fruit flying mosquito away to get it that way in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's so when you come in, you see all the work that they put together. And what do you know? The same chocolate or the same cacao that they're producing is exactly what you see sitting here. And then we take it from there to actually produce it. So... Yeah, being able to see that and actually understand all the steps that it takes to really make good chocolate and, and be able to really see it. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing we, we've hid. Uh, could grief the building is 7,000 square feet, and we have 8,000 square feet of glass. So uh, the only reason why we have a little bit of a wall over there is because we had to have some room for plumbing. <laughs> and so that that's basically it. So uh, Important we, to wash your hands around here. Yeah, evidently. So, <laughs> um, so that was the whole point is that we just – we really wanted to to educate everybody, not just where the food came from, but we're not hiding anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, every one of our ingredients is listed in the back. And so you can literally walk right through the window and see exactly what we put into it. And all you see is bins of fruit, nuts, you know, and, and all of that. You know, it's in cane sugar. We have bags of it in the back. So that that's it. Again, so commendable, and it's also just makes the consumer feel like, wow, you're doing that for me. Like, I am now able to trust you, and I want to come back and be loyal to you as a brand because I, I know the whole process and the thought behind this is to produce something quality for me to enjoy. And like you said, it's it's not you know, you don't want to eat 10 pounds of it in one sitting, <laughs> but it, in all relativity, <laughs> it is the healthier version of chocolate. It, 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 exactly. And it's something you mentioned about the chefs too, is that now that we're, we're up and running, people kind of understand what it is. So mm -hmm. we've actually had the fortunate, uh, to, to actually have some of the best chefs here. Mm -hmm. If you love chocolate, there is no better place to come here because we have all the best equipment and some of the equipment, it's the only place that you'll ever see it in the United States is here. Yeah. Our one-shot depositors are continuously churning uh, gelato machines. And so we, uh, Sabrina Coombs is our executive chef. Yes. She came from the Nobu Hotel and before that Pretty from phenomenal. the Four Seasons. And then we have Priscilla, who came from Macaron Queen. Wow. We have, so with, you know, the Dream three team. of us, you know, we have a lot of culinary experience. Mm -hmm. We didn't go to uh, the one-week corporate chocolate school and, hey, we're going to sell chocolate today. <gasps> yes. Uh, we actually, like, uh, Spring came from Le Cordon Bleu. Uh -huh. I have experience at Le Cordon Bleu as well. And so that's, uh, we really, not only are you seeing it, but actually tried and true classically trained chefs are actually preparing all of your chocolates and i think that is completely different as well because if you mm -hmm. go to any other like you know franchise places that's not how it's done no. and so uh, so yeah getting having all the equipment here and going through all of it they want to be a part of it too so it's it's just as good for the customers coming in but also the people that work here too they de definitely are like hey this is this is fun yeah, it's really nice when everybody that you've brought into the fold has that same outlook as you and perspective, and they're trying to elevate that process of everything. And yep. I, I mean, those names are so exciting to me, too, because it's just inspiring creativity in it. And um, and I, I don't know, I just 
just from the first couple seconds of walking in and seeing like the chocolate river flowing through on the floor. I mean, it's not, it's not an actual, um, river that actually has, you know, you can't jump no, in. It's yeah, not yeah. We're, like, we're, it's we're really trying to Wonka, figure that out, but, but like we can't swim in that yet. That was always my fantasy to like take a canoe in that chocolate river. Yeah. We found out Willy probably Wonka. the department of health probably wouldn't allow that. So, uh, yeah. unfortunately probably can't have that, but uh, it's still a visual appeal. I still like it and <laughs> but also what you mentioned with the glass of just being able to see everything and every part of the process is so unique to this experience it's almost like watching a Krispy Kreme donut come to fruition in front of you but it's it's seeing a chocolate um, come out of a mold or a truffle come to be like that's so cool. Well, you get to see all the processes. So we have the one-shot depositor that you can see it making mm. its magic. Then we have a chocolate bar line that it's making its own chocolate bars. Then we have an enrober uh, that... If you imagine the I Love Lucy show, and yeah. we have a 12 meter long, so 12 meters. Let's for to do the the conversion for everybody. So 12 meters is roughly about 37 feet. So the whole machine itself is about 60 feet long. So we have the largest, uh, you know, enrobing line actually in the Southeast United States as well. When you come in, oh my God, do then I we, need to cosplay Lucy today there and like you go, go back? And there you go. The well, we, I think we've actually had people said, "Do you do you have the I Love Lucy?" Ring? And acting, so yeah. maybe we should do that for an experience. That'd be really but, funny. But uh, let's see, spinner machines. We have panning equipment, so all of your chocolate-covered raisins, cherries, blueberries, or even cashews, almonds. So we have that type of equipment as well. Uh, so any type of chocolate uh, creation that you can mm -hmm. think of, we actually have the ability to do all that right here, and we, even how it's packaged. We even have our own packaging equipment, so you can see the flow wrapper and how it works. A lot of this equipment is custom-built just for us. Uh, and so, yeah, it's really, you get to see it all the way through. Even in the back, you, you see, you know, everybody putting all the individual pieces of chocolate into the boxes and how wow. it gets packaged and how it gets shrink-wrapped. So, I mean, literally from the tree all the way to, how it, to the, the final packaging, it's all done here. That's really, really cool. I also... I, there's a lot of terms that are kind of associated with chocolate and specifically the chocolates that you can find here. And for me, these are terms that I'm like, oh, that, that seems like a positive. That's a good thing. But I don't fully understand the scope of them. So I was wondering if I could ask you a couple of the terms associated with chocolate and you tell me what they mean. Sure. Does that sound good? Okay. Fantastic. So obviously Georgia grown, I think that's kind of self-explanatory, <laughs> but tell me more. <laughs> well, well, we, because if we, you're we, sourcing your beans from like Uganda or Ecuador, uh, then uh, what does Georgia grown mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Georgia grown. Uh, we, when we can, yeah. uh, you know, obviously if we can't find cacao in Georgia, it's a little yeah. ways away from the equator. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, like 10 degrees recently. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, but with that, uh, we like our peaches and our pecans specifically. Yeah. Uh, we definitely source our pecans from uh, a wonderful lady south of uh well just north of the border okay uh, cool. but it's called like jessup all, area well yeah but it's a company all the fixing and name's janice so we actually know the farmers and we know wow. their names uh, we talk to them all the time uh and she does such a phenomenal job on the pecans matter of fact uh, she has this kettle where she uh 
She roasts them, but uh, we uh, we get a, a butter roasted salted pecans from her. Oh my and, gosh! And so, and they're very fresh. But there's something to be said for a butter roasted, uh, you know, George pecan. So that's one of them. So we have those all the time. Yeah. Uh, then the other thing that we have, of course, is seasonal, uh, which would be uh, a Georgia peach. Yes. And so in our Georgia peach truffle that we actually have. Uh, Award winning, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We have won some awards with that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but there's actually, what a novelty, there's peaches in it. Uh, peach puree. Peach wow, a real peach? Yeah. And not even, a hydrogenated uh, oil with a little artificial flavoring in no, it? No, not at all. And then, of course, everybody's favorite, I think, is probably peach schnapps as well. So mm. we actually put some peach schnapps yes. in it. So uh, it has a little bit of a nice, uh, sweet kick to it. Yeah. So And then we put a hand-rolled uh, uh, chocolate-molded leaf on the top of it as well. So, Stunning. But that's, that's what uh, Georgia Grown is for us. If it's available in Georgia, uh, we really, really try to source it locally. Yeah, so that's a great point. I also have been watching a lot of Great British, great British Bake Off recently, and they always get bonus points with Peru if they add any sort of alcoholic component to it. So I, think I can't imagine shops, why not, yeah. right? You know, I can't imagine. You know, like our, uh, you know, our our cherry amolded chocolate's really good, but when you go cherry amaretto. Mm-hmm. You know, something about cherry and, and amaretto just go really well together. So uh, one, that's actually one of my favorites is a cherry amaretto. So that's mm, awesome. Hot take there. Um, okay, what about, what does Cocoa Horizons mean? Cocoa Horizons, that. yeah. Basically, Cocoa Horizons is a program to where, well, you hear a lot of stories about, you know, uh, the labor practices or the poor labor practices mm-hmm. of how cacao is produced. And so we actually do several things for that. One, Cocoa Horizons, if we, we, we purchase chocolate as well. Uh, we make our own, but we purchase Belgian chocolate. And, but we make sure when we purchase it, they actually have, you know, good, you know, labor practices yeah. where they're not using child labor or anything like that, fair, sustainable practices. Kind of important. And that's what Cocoa Horizons is. And so we make sure it has that certification for it. Uh, so, but, it, but even with that, uh, mm-hmm. even just our own chocolates, we have our own programs and stuff for that. And we also follow fair trade yes. and of uh, the other certifications as well. Yeah. So, uh, it's, it's important because most of the farmers, uh, that unfortunately struggling are just, you know, uh, they get paid maybe if they're lucky, even though chocolate prices are all time high now, mm-hmm. uh, they get paid maybe $2 a kilo. And oh it's, you just cannot survive off of that. And so part of these programs and the ones that we subscribe to, we pay a lot more for it, but we get a much quality bean. Mm-hmm. So we pay on average sometimes three, four, sometimes even seven times the average price for the cacao. Wow. So we get a much quiet, uh, higher quality bean. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just... It's the right thing to do. I mean, I mean, uh, you have to have a stable supply of the product. And mm-hmm. if you're, you know... Uh, causing issues on the supply chain of just barely where they can barely get by. Right. That, that's an issue, bar none. So, yeah. There's and a- it's just, it's also like what you're contributing into the world. Like if you're, I, I don't know, if you have the ability to bring progress and put your money where you think you're you know where your conscience is then it's a it's a good thing to do 100 percent. well just like uh costas esmeraldas is the farm Mm -hmm. in ecuador 
if you can actually, you know, work with them, they actually do good things with it. Yeah. So what they've done is that, you know, well, there's a logging company years ago that went through and clear cut most of the forest over there. Mm-hmm. And it was basically being eroded away. It was horrible. And so we went over and they said, hey, you know what, along with, you know, all other suppliers and stuff like that. And I said, you know, hey, we, we can help out. And so we pay a much higher, uh, you know, price per kilo. Yeah. But now they've turned that whole area that's clear cut into a hardwood forest. It's a cacao forest as well. There's actually areas for the animals to graze and stuff like that. They have livestock on it, which provides other jobs. It's just a better way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so some people ask, well, well you know, maybe, you know, uh, your, your price isn't like a Hershey bar. Yeah, you're right. It's not. And there's a place for everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we actually feel good about being able to provide a product that actually uh, works well with everybody, not yeah. just one, one part of the supply chain, which is the end of it. It's, it's good for everybody from beginning to end. And you can actually come in and see him too. It's it's interesting when you can meet Freddie and his family and his yeah. kids and stuff like that. We we know all of them personally, so it's important. Wow. And did you? How did you become connected with these families in Ecuador and Uganda? Well, there's also other importers and stuff that we work with as yeah. well on cacao, and they have the relationships as well. It's mm-hmm. it's you know when you're in chocolate, uh, it's a small community. Yeah. And so uh, actually, it was from reaching out to them. Uh, actually, one of the names was Dan at Cacao Services, uh, mm-hmm. who's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to all this stuff. Wow. And so we, we, we know a lot, but, you know, sometimes you just have to find people smarter than you. And so that's where a lot of that com- comes in. It's a small community of putting it all together. That's really, really cool. And it and it's important to like surround yourself with people that you think are smarter than you too so that you, you don't never know want everything. to be the smartest person in the room you know what we know how to make really good chocolates but sometimes yeah. you have to understand you know those farms uh and where where everything comes from mm-hmm. uh and they spend way more time there than we do you know and it's just important so uh like i said it's the good old thing it takes a village uh there's a reason why they say that yeah it definitely does. And it's just cool to hear all the thought that has been put into every single layer of this entire production. And we're just we're just at the opening part of it. We're not even full blown ready to go with everything yet. Yeah, like, we're, just we're, day, wait, everybody. we're day five. So, yeah. yeah, we haven't really got started yet. We got a lot more things to come. Yeah. But I mean, it's cool to be at a place where it's like only more is coming around the corner, only more experiences. Something that I'm looking forward to down the road is. Um, chocolate tastings and learning how to like make the truffles and doing events like that. What could you see that being built out into? Well, uh, if you know, getting over the holidays, obviously mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is quite busy for us and just starting. So hopefully within the next, let's just say month or two, we will start the experiences. And so we have everything as a small and intimate. If uh, you and your significant other wants to come in here for like, I don't know, date night or something like yeah. that. And you come in and there's a a small little tempering machine in front of you and you basically, uh, you have a ganache and you can make your own truffles and you can dip your own truffles and decorate them. And then, you know, you can dip your own strawberries so you can make your own chocolate creations if you just want to do something fun. And then, but if you're really more of a hobbyist and you just want to learn more like Chocolate 101, we'll actually take you through just that, Chocolate 101 courses and start going through this is how you temper you know real chocolate things like that and uh what's really great about that is it's really hard to find some of our ingredients you're not going to go to you know local grocery store to find some Mm -hmm. of these ingredients that we use and the only way to get them is if you order them in massive quantities too and which 
it's not good if you're just for the home. But so you can go to the courses and then you can actually go, hey, I, I would like to have some croquant or some Florentine or something like that. You can actually purchase that here. So you can actually take the can't same get ingredients. Can't that Publix. Yeah. You definitely can't get that at Publix. <laughs> and so, but then we have more advanced courses that we go on. We will actually have part of the experiences too. We are uh, working with Chicago uh, Chocolate Academy. And they will be bringing their, uh, you know, chefs down here. We'll be doing curated guest uh, chef collections yeah. with them. And so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of different things we're going to be doing, uh, working with uh, local Georgia wineries. And oh so gosh. doing a port and wine tastings or we'll make like a, an apple, uh, you know, Riesling truffle or strawberry mm-hmm. Chiral truffle or, you know, for with Father's Day, maybe like a bourbon truffle or something like yes. that, a true bourbon truffle. And so there's a lot of things coming down the horizon, and stuff like that. Well, and because you have every piece of equipment that really exists um, and is sometimes the only thing in existence in the United States over here. Um, Yeah, it helps for you to be able to change out that menu throughout the year and make those specialty truffles or specialty flavors or whatever. But like, is there any level of knowledge that people need to have before coming in? Are you scared of bringing people in and them completely just butchering? Uh, No, I'm not worried about the knowledge. You know, come with your appetite. You know, uh, how about that? You know, uh, you know, have some fun eating some really good chocolate for once. Uh, but no, actually, this a lot of people come in and they really don't know a whole lot about chocolate, which yeah. is the point. So that's fine. But we love questions, though. Uh, you know, everybody here is really knowledgeable and they can help everybody answer certain questions. It's funny because when people say, oh, I hate dark chocolate. It's, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, that's because you're used to, you know, fake chocolate in mm-hmm. some respects. Here, it's a semi-sweet chocolate. And most people, when they try, they go, oh. Actually, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're they're a dark chocolate fan. Right. And so, but only from Bitzels. There you <laughs> yeah. go. So it's uh, it's it's that part of the education where they just thought that maybe they didn't like all that stuff before, but they never really had good quality chocolate. That's why you're talking about Paris, right? Or yeah. You know, going back to there, it, it's, it's that same thing. You just kind of miss it. So it is kind of funny. We, we had some uh, people that from we actually had a person that came in was from Belgium. And they was like, this is so fantastic. It reminds me of home. That's probably the best compliment that we've received is that, you know, a guy from Belgium was like, hey, you know, this is just like home. Like, that's kind of the point. Yep. (laughs) You get it, man. Like, that's what we're doing here. Absolutely. Who would have thunk it that in Swanee, Georgia? That's going to remind people of home in Belgium. Yeah, exactly. So, and it wasn't easy putting this together. When you come in, you realize that there was... There was definitely a, a, some complications of putting something like this. Being the first yeah. is, is can be difficult. So, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of things going on in this building. But uh, here we are. When did you officially like break ground on this building? Well, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh-huh. Uh, we got our permit on November nineteenth. And on November 20th, we started of just last year. So what? Ba- of 2023? Yeah. So basically everything oh that you God. see was basically been built in eight weeks. I, good Lord. We, we, we're out here 24 seven floodlights. How are you alive right now? Uh, yeah. And, and the makes it even better is that not only is it, is it our place, but 
uh, I'm the general contractor on the building as well. Because <laughs> of your and and the, and the engineer as well. Good lord! So uh, you know it didn't. I mean, let's face it. You have to have help to make that happen. So definitely, like yeah. the city of Swanee. Yes. You know everybody from Chris Harden and Joe planning and development and everybody through that help significantly mm-hmm. uh, to make it happen. Uh, yeah. So yeah, believe it or not. And, our business, as you can imagine, slightly seasonal, yeah. so we weren't be able to open for Christmas, which eh, kind of a bummer. Yeah, but we were obviously, you know, open now for Valentine's Day, and we just had to be ready for Valentine's Day. Oh, for sure. Day. And so that's why we were just racing uh, for. Uh, but yeah, eight weeks, eight weeks on Thanksgiving I, Day. I don't know. We how had this, an army here. I mean, when you say army, I'm thinking like you. There's no way that you didn't have like a thousand people like helping build this. But like, this how whole, did you do this? This, this, this whole parking of time? lot was uh, completely full with electricians, plumbers, drywallers, painter, and it was kind of funny as one area was being drywalled. We're still finishing up the electrical on the other side oh. of it. We went that quick. We actually had a false front to the uh, the the building. Uh, it was a wood front, and we had a lock on it, but we had so many people here going continuously. We didn't lock the door for four weeks because of 24-7. Wow. It's funny. At 2 in the morning, we'd had conversations with uh, the Swanee Police Department because oh, they were just driving by and say, hey, what's going on? And mm-hmm. So even at 2 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, it's, it was a 24-7 operation for several weeks to get it going. I, like, I wish that there was a video component to this podcast because my jaw is on the freaking floor right now about yeah. yeah we, that so when you so when you come in, just think every single thing that you see was put in place in eight weeks, and to make it even more uh-huh. amazing, we had no electricity, we had no running water, we had no gas, we had no internet, we had to run a four hundred twenty foot conduit just for that. And so, I mean, when we said we we had nothing here, this was a pile of dirt eight weeks ago. So when people Y'all. so when people go to Google and they're like, "Where's your building?" and they only see the street view with the with nothing but a pile of dirt, trust me, there's a building it was, here. The, the, but now it's real yeah, different. Exactly. So that's uh, how quick that we built it. Well, and it's not like you just built four walls and people come inside. This is a stunning building. Like this, this is really something so unique. You're coming in with so many visuals. You're really, you're simulating cacao production inside. You have trees with cacao like coming off of it. We've got the virtual component of like getting to know your farmer. You've got the chocolate river running through. It's, it's unbelievable. Y'all need to come see this. I mean, I, I live like close to Midtown in Atlanta and it only took me like 22 minutes to drive up here. And I will say I didn't come during five o'clock traffic, but it just come over. It's yeah, well, not the best part big, of it is we're right off yeah. of 85, right. too. So you take exit 111, and we're right off uh, the interstate. So we're really easy to get to. Yeah, it's very easy to get here, and it was very easy to find with my address. So your website's on point. There you go. Um, but that's just, wow. Okay, sorry. That That's just taking me a minute to understand how much you did in that amount of time. Okay, we're going to, I don't want to keep you all day because I know you've probably been awake for probably three months straight. Um, but... I do want to ask you about a couple of chocolate trends to wrap up. So you mentioned Ruby chocolate. Yep. That first came on my radar a couple of years ago, and I keep seeing more and more of it, especially with this Instagrammable moment in time. Do you think that's on the up and up? Is Ruby chocolate going to continue to be a trend, or what are your thoughts on that? I, it, it should be because it complements so many other things well on chocolate. I mean, mm-hmm. especially dark chocolate. I mean, Ruby chocolate 
on its own. Yeah, you know what? It's it's good. You know, yeah. I think my personal favorite would probably still be just dark chocolate. However, ruby chocolate, like gold chocolate, uh, is if, when you start to mix it in with other things, like ruby and dark chocolate, go yeah. amazingly well together. And wow. especially when you consider ruby chocolate is there's no artificial flavors or colors in it. It's straight out of the ruby cacao. It's kind of an amazing thing. So uh, do I see that trend continuing? Yes, I do. Uh, the problem with Ruby is it's just it's a little difficult to work with, so you really have to have really good equipment, attention to okay. detail to make it work. And, of course, uh, being rare, it's probably not the cheapest chocolate either. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but, yeah, I see that trend continuing, but more on for, like, your, your, your chef-style uh, confectionaries. Probably not going to see a whole lot of it at the grocery store, but over in Europe, yeah. you, you do. Actually, they've even made, believe it or not, I think it was a Kit Kat, believe it or not, with Ruby wow. chocolate. And so, but they just haven't really tried to, to introduce any of that to the United States. So, uh, you know, once again, you know, Europe understands chocolate a little bit more. And so yeah. they get a lot more offerings than what we ever get here in the U.S. And so that's another thing. Actually, right now, it's weird with Ruby. We are the, the largest scale uh, Ruby producers for confectionery in the United States as well. So if oh, you're, it, Here, in yeah. this location. Yeah. That's incredible. So if you want to try Ruby, we make more of it than anybody else. Yeah. Okay. This is the place for that. All right. Um, what about, I could see this continuing on in my trend forecasting, but herbs and floral press-ons for chocolate, for your chocolate bars on top of chocolate truffles. What do you think about that? Uh, I think that's definitely more of a trend. Okay. You know, the thing of it is it just seems nice and it seems really cool and whatever. However, with so many other really tasty options out there, you know, mm -hmm. people try the, uh, you know, the, those flavors and go, eh, those are nice. But then they always go back to, you know, the classic raspberries or the darks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so my thing of it is that I think that's trendy mm -hmm. and uh, and some things work well with chocolate and some don't. So uh, but we'll, we'll see how long that sticks. Okay. Literally sticks. There you go. Um, all right. Two more for you. Hot chocolate bombs in or out. You know, those, those big, the, uh, the balls the, that you put in the milk. The, those and, are already yeah. starting to fade away. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I think what it was is that unfortunately they got really expensive too. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people were making them and they weren't making them the right way. And when you put, once again, hydrogenated oils mm -hmm. into something hot, then you have an oil slick on the top of your drink. Mm -hmm. And I think that killed it too. <laughs> and so unfortunately there's so much bad product out there and I think that didn't help, uh, that, that trend either. So yeah, I can imagine if you like have, you know, your hot cocoa or something like that and you melt it in a confectionery coating, which is solely made out of hydrogenated oils. And so yeah, you have that, you know, oil and water doesn't mix. And so, uh, yeah, it, it looks it, like an oil spill in your hot chocolate. Yeah. And gross. so that, that was kind of the issue with that too. So. Okay. So those are out according to Ray. <laughs> All right. Last one. I've seen a lot of these like chocolates that are like equivalent to three cups of coffee or something. They're oh, like, yeah. you know, that brand that I'm talking about, I think they're called awake chocolates, but do you see that continuing people eating a chocolate that's caffeinated instead of a cup of coffee? in the morning? Um, yeah, actually I do because if you just look at the trend of like energy drinks and stuff like yeah. that. So I think that's probably going to stick around. Uh, we're actually taking a little bit different spin on that. We're hey. producing something called coffee shots. And so you can actually take a, uh, like, it looks just like a little bullet, if you will, and you drop it into your coffee, 
and it turns it into like a caramel macchiato or something what? like that. So for us, we're taking a little bit different spin on it. So we wouldn't have a piece of chocolate where you can just eat to get your caffeine yeah. from, but we're going to take intensely flavored chocolate and then to where you can actually flavor your coffee with it. So just a little bit of different uh, spin on that. But as far as the trends goes, yeah, I think that's probably for uh, here to stay for a bit. Okay. So cool. that's Thank you, Ray. Your your knowledge is something that I just could go on and on. Doing it for a little bit. Yeah. You know what you're talking about. And also, I just, I'm in awe of your like depth of knowledge and of this establishment and of all of the different things that are to come here. It's just exciting. It's a fun place. I mean, it's just a fun place. It's a fun place to come, fun place to work. So that's the fun. I mean, that's really why it's here. It is a fun place. Everybody wants to know all the other things that we've done, you know, white chocolate. Number one, it is fun. Yes. It's fun. And we all could use a little more fun in our lives, especially in 2024. Add some fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, we have enough negativity and everything else out there. So have some fun. Eat something that's just a little bit more healthier for you than some of the other varieties. So, uh, but yeah. And support local when it's actually the best in the world, too. Yeah, we are a family-owned business. Myself, my business partner, Dave Rose. Uh, you know, it's his family that's in here, my family. So when you come in here, you'll see my kids working here. You'll that's see awesome. Dave here. You'll see his wife, Jackie, here. Uh, my wife, I mean, all of them. And so when we say it's family-owned mm-hmm. and operated, we truly mean that it's family-owned and operated. So, uh, so yeah, definitely some support local. We're not a franchise. It, it looks so good. That's the problem when you come I in know, here. No, it looks like you must that, be from Belgium uh, or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. they think that we're some corporately owned or franchise. We are not. This is basically from ground up. So, uh, so yeah, definitely family owned. Well, I, I'm impressed. I know I've just been fangirling this entire time, but I just <laughs> want to say thank you, Ray, for giving me any amount of time to talk You're about this welcome. because this is an amazing accomplishment to be celebrated. And I just wish you the most success and anybody listening, get your butts over here to Bitzel's chocolate <laughs> because you are sure to be impressed and the chocolates are excellent. So please come out and follow on social media. You're at Bitzel's chocolate on Instagram. Yes. And, um, and check them out. Bitzel's chocolates.com. That's it. All right. Thanks All right. so much. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estrop or sky-estrop.com. See you next week.